Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, it's, uh, it's coming up to three minutes past four. Uh, I'm here. Andy's here. Aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here I am, yeah. How, oh, Emma, how great did you think uh, the radio show we just did was? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I, I oh, did you better yesterday? No. No, better today, today? I thought today had, I quite, I enjoyed the royal section. Oh, yeah, you were excellent. Where we looked at the, uh, the sort of coverage of the royal baby, so mm. it was quite exciting. Mm. I made a complete and utter horlicks of the beginning, <laughs> so you'll hear that. Yeah, it's really great. Brilliant. Uh, um, couldn't have been better, actually. <laughs> then we had another chat ourselves. Yeah. Uh, talked a bit about Mike and Bernie Winters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ali McCoist enjoyed that bit. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Very much like that bit. And uh, we had some studio guests, uh, of which you will hear. It's all down to our producer, John, which ones he puts in. Ah, the jeopardy of listening. Uh, so enjoy it, and we'll be back tomorrow. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Max Rush and Andy Jacobs with you through until four this afternoon mm. on Talk Sports. Oh, is it me? Yeah, yeah it Coming is. Coming up over on. the next three hours. <laughs> Paul normally does a joke there at the top. Oh, I I've, see. Well, come on. <laughs> I finally get to the bottom of Strikers World League with the comics creator. And we'll talk Turkish football and preview another big night in the Championship and Champions League. I've had a, had a text already. Mm. Max and Andy, belt and crack would grace any working men's club up north. <laughs> Any chance what? of the Trevor Nelson story? Oh, That's God. what we could take that on tour, oh, Andy, not. if you're interested. Um, uh, English rugby legend as well, Matt Dawson, makes a welcome return to the studio. It's all this, plus my definitive take on all the Royal Baby coverage, and of course, all the build-up to Liverpool versus Roma. Uh, good, on. good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. And apologies, I didn't put a joke in. Do you know, I was planning to do so much mm. preparation well, you know. for today's show, uh, but then I noticed my toenails are a bit long and I've got a game tonight and you cannot play. <laughs> no, I know. Absolutely. You know, it's psychologically and physically a disaster to have too long a big toenail. Well, I was and it s- took me about four hours to find the toenail clipper. So I, I arrive and then I was coming here quite early, but I had to stop for 10 minutes to watch a double-decker bus do a three-point turn. <laughs> it was just like great entertainment. So I come empty-handed. Well, never mind. I did think actually that possibly I knew you were playing tonight, that you might, between three and four, like the pro you are, go and have a sleep. <laughs> uh, well, no. That's what the pros do. They always have sleep in the afternoon well at three i'm going for a walk, walk. with the squad yeah <laughs> so and then have a sleep the whole squad are coming here we're going for a walk and then i'll have a nap and uh, then uh, at 10 to 4 mm. just just before adrian comes in i'll have a big big plate of pasta 
Good. Yeah, I'm very pleased for you. Now, uh, last night's game was an absolutely marvellous game. If you're a fan of horribly misplaced passes, <laughs> just sort of behind the intended receiver. It was tremendous <laughs> all evening. I even filmed one at 87 minutes. It went right through the game. It was incredible. I couldn't understand why both teams were so poor last night. They've been... I thought Newcastle were marginally better. I just, you know, there was it was the first real mid-table skirmish that meant nothing. You know, mm. neither team could, could get into Europe, neither team could go down. So you think, well, play with a bit of freedom, play with a bit of fun. I mean, it's Monday night, it's on the box. You know, oh, it was a very cautious affair. Well, how can we? How can we change? Do you think when games mean nothing, right? Yes. Um, what I decided, I'd watch the first half, and if neither side had done enough to entertain mm. me, I would just turn on the island with Bear grills, which is what I did. And that's the one where they, it was the pig-killing episode. Well, I I mean, it was much more entertaining. Well, I suppose it was, it was. Genuinely much more entertaining mm. than that. And maybe you say, look, you need to... I don't, I mean, I don't know how to fix pointless football matches. But there was no... They the haven't done I, I got the phone out at about 29 minutes 30. And, uh, and then I looked back uh, at 38.29, which was a complete waste of nine minutes. I basically signed a petition on safe standing. <laughs> I read some tweets. Yeah. I watched a video of Eden Hazard uh, kicking the ball boy. <laughs> Kept it. <laughs> Honestly, I checked Instagram. What's the point? Anyway, Bill Leslie at half time mm-hmm. uh, kept referring to the Everton owner. And uh, I can only hear one thing when his name's mentioned. So here's a little bit of Bill. Not an awful lot to impress the watching significant shareholder, Farhad Mashiri. Farhad Mashiri. The reason I mentioned Farhad this morning, the neighbour of Mashiri. Farhad Mashiri. I got in touch with Farhad Mashiri, majority shareholder Farhad Mashiri. Mashiri was saying, look, Jimmy, it's not an issue. The Mr Mashiri was demonstrating to me last night. Farhad Mashiri, the majority shareholder of Everton. I like Mashiri. On the red carpet, Farhad Mashiri. My old chum, uh, majority shareholder Everton, Farhad Mashiri. Just combination of Mashiri. When Mashiri was on, I'm hearing the Mashiri, the, the majority shareholder, he's bought the Liver building. The Liver building. Absolutely love it. What is it used for? Now it's in the hands of Mr. Mashiri. Billionaire I think we get at the, the top of the house these days. Farhad Mashiri. <laughs> do, Mashiri do, do you think? We'll come back to that at a later date. Do you think Jimmy has said Farhad Mashiri more than everyone else on earth? Probably, uh, but not as much as he said Roland de Chatelet, but <laughs> oh. I'll spare you from that one. <laughs> no, I like the de Chatelet one. Andrew's been in touch today. Did the bus driver do it in three turns? That's Don't leave question. us in suspense. Absolutely not. It was about 100. It was like it was like the little, uh, uh, in Austin Powers, whatever it was, like a 200-point turn. It's great entertainment. And you wonder, you know, you've only got one job, haven't you, if you're doing the 76? <laughs> you know, you very rarely to go, yeah. oh, I didn't want to go down this way. It's not like the Google map says, actually, it's quicker if you go this way. Why was he doing a three-point? Well, I didn't, a good question. I didn't stop to Perhaps ask Perhaps it was him. a sort of blockage or somewhere. You know, who knows? Um, Iosi Perez, though. I mean, how much product has that lad got on his hair? He certainly has got a lot. He could withstand a gale. Well, not Tony Gale, obviously. But, uh, is, he, is he, has he got the most product? I'd say the most pro- product. Yeah. Do you think Perez is there? Product. I mean, Giroud had, used to have a... A great deal, didn't he? My son and he made... is a very handsome man. He Say again? Me, what a beautiful man he oh, is. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fully behind that, but I, I don't believe Giroud is as attractive in a Chelsea shirt. And maybe it's just me. I need to get used to it. I don't know what it is about I, seeing him I in like, blue. I liked him on Sunday. Oh, my yeah. notes have just come through. That's a marvellous bit of news. They normally see, come through to about three o'clock. Well, you see, this is it. I Andy know. has people to bring him notes, whereas I have to do this all off the top of my own head. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do write my own notes. They're <laughs> well, not like notes that are written for me. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think you do All know. radio and TV is lies. We know that. <laughs> now we find out that... The Andy's... most insulting thing. <laughs> Andy Jacobs has I spent three writing. hours a day preparing this show. You turn, it, turn up after watching a bus doing a three-point turn. Anyway, back to cricket. Yes, here we are. And uh, the, it's a good story from Legside Lizzie in the Times this morning. The ECB consulted Mumsnet, the largest parenting website in the UK, mm-hmm. in the lead-up to its announcement last week about the 100-ball format. Okay. And they're also providing a special area for mothers, a special practice area, Mumsnets. Sorry, Stop it! Joke. Stop it! Did they only I liked it. did they only talk to mums net? I mean, was that was that all the research? It's a great idea, though, isn't it? It's a great concept. <laughs> mums net, mother and baby cricket nets, because you can you know yeah. mums and babies can go to the cinema, can't they? Yeah. It is slightly you'd need to have some sort of protective baby <laughs> outfit. Well, obviously, yeah. you know, so, yes, a sort of baby grow made out of a helmet. Yeah, sort of idea. A solid one, just bouncing up and down in a baby grow. And in a many ways, you yeah. could. If the, what's the thing on the door that you put a baby in? You know, the sort of jumpy thing. Yeah, because if you've got your baby you to jump door, up and yeah. down, and yeah. then you could work on your short ball mm. to try and bounce it over your baby mm. during the nets. That's a very good idea. Good, good idea, isn't it? I mm. thought I thought you'd think that. Mm. And um, James Haskell. He's getting married. Oh, and congratulations, he's married, James. Marrying Chloe Maidley, oh, nice. daughter of uh, Richard and Judy, of course. And he's spending £100,000 on Craig David. What? Uh, no, it's a lot of money, isn't it? How long know. do you get him for? I don't know how much he charged the Queen. <laughs> Probably not as much. How long do you get... I mean, is that Craig David for he didn't life? He charge her anything, did he? Of course he didn't. Or what? Is that, do you get Craig David for life? Or no, you get him like... for a night. He costs over a hundred grand, so it'll be an extravagant occasion, the wasp flanker said. Um, but her quotes were slightly disturbing, really, because right. um, <clears throat> fitness expert Chloe, daughter of Richard and Judy, I just mentioned that, has revealed their relationship is so fiery, fiery, fiery. She almost <laughs> fiery. She almost dumped him when he proposed, which is not a great start, really. She said James is a domineering alpha male. That's true. We've interviewed him, which is why I'm so attracted to him and why I sometimes hate him. Is, oh. that, is that a good basis? Did, I'm not did, sure. Is he such an alpha male? Did he dominate you, Andy? She says, I'm a mouthy broad. Oh. People refer to themselves like that. Who has to be in control all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so he must have broken up in excess of a thousand times. Have you says, broken up? Nobody <laughs> says I'm a... It's, it's, there was a great viral video, a, a comedy, I can't remember which it is, saying uh, people who say, you either love me or you hate me, hate me I t- tell it like it is are universally hated. No, nobody who says nobody loves them. you either love me or you hate me is loved by anyone. <laughs> is, for the 100,000, is that just Craig David turning up at the wedding? Well, I think or he plays. He, he will perform. Oh, yeah, you do okay. Walking Away and okay. Seven Days and all those, you know, big hits. As I say, I think this is the second day in a row we've mentioned Craig <laughs> David's hits. Do we, I mean, do we complete Craig David bingo if he comes up every day that we're together? I, I'm a big fan myself. And uh, what about you for your wedding to the future, Mrs. Rushton? I know it's going to be a low-key affair because you've already told me I'm not coming. <laughs> Uh, yes, so, you're not. You're not invited. Um, is but, Barry uh, invited? No, there's no Barry. Oh, no. For um, sake. But I have no spent uh, forty thousand pounds on fats and small to, <laughs> to perform. I'm to, prepared to spend fifty grand on Honey G. <laughs> to play at your wedding. <laughs> oh, what? Without telling you, it's like, it's like yeah, ruining a wedding by, <laughs> by by X Factor performers. Yeah. Okay. Well, why not? Hmm. Uh, Mark uh, says, uh, uh, oh, Leighton, sorry, in West London says, Max, hmm. don't have a big plate of pasta I did the same before a county cup final some years ago and regretted it slowed me up on a cavernous pitch in a game that went to extra time mm. mark my words mate okay no, he's got uh, a point really um, I mean it's not the biggest game mm. to be fair of the evening South Bank 
draws versus poly fours. Liverpool v Roma is also on, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll talk to. Uh, what time do you do you kick off? You, uh, six, it was for TV. We're on at six. <laughs> Just beforehand. And they're on eight, so it's you a, can watch both. It's a massive uh, racing festival. We're going to move on in a second. But there's a massive racing festival today at Punchestown. It's mm-hmm. all the great runners from Cheltenham, at Duvan, Min, Min Undeso, all those that we love, us that like that sort of sport. Uh, they're all going to be running. And um, in, I was looking at the card this morning. I found this perfect bloke who's a tipster for the Sun, an Irish tipster. He's the perfect man to step in for Eamon Holmes <laughs> when Eamon's off. <laughs> What's his name? Tell us his Eamon name. Ames. Eamon Hames. It was a bit like on guess the attendance on, <laughs> on guess the attendance on Sunday. Justin Morehouse couldn't appear, so oh, I saw he spent an hour and a half trying to get <laughs> Olympic, Adrian Morehouse, <laughs> Olympic gold medal breaststroker Adrian Morehouse. It was David Morehouse, of course, oh, as well. I don't know who that is. You're the runner, oh, famous no. world Bef- record holder. You've never heard of David Morehouse before my time. I wouldn't have thought so, really. I mean, one of the great. Steve, do you mean Steve Ovet? No, I mean he was of that. I think he was after them. He was, he was a great, he, was a world, he held this world record for ages. Oh. I can't, I'll have to look it up Seb myself. Seb Coe, are you thinking of? No. Peter Elliott? <laughs> Steve Cram? No? Liz McColgan? Who's it Liz McColgan? If I was thinking of them, I'd say their name. <laughs> I wouldn't say the name David Morehouse. That would be really it's One of Andy stupid. Jacobs' greatest skills is when he's thinking of the person and he says their name, he says their actual name. Uh, right, coming up, I uh, will talk Actually, to Tony. Now I'm worried that that was his name. <laughs> David oh, it's Morecroft. <laughs> There you go. Well, no wonder. No wonder. <laughs> there you are. I'm off now. Thanks very much. When I say someone's name, I almost say their name. And that's what you should know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Matt in Swindon says playoffs should be 56, then fourth versus the winner of that, and then at Wembley, third versus the winner of that. Mm, a bit complicated. I, got, I went outside and, of course... Uh, I got coated for calling David Morehouse David Moorcroft. No, you got coated for calling David, David Moorcroft David, David Morehouse. Morehouse. Yes, it's incredible. Well, it's good to know I that know. people in oh, the office... Every, everyone's a critic. Yeah, it's good to know that everyone <laughs> in the office is listening. I don't mind. Perhaps it's me that should be replaced by St Bernard. Yeah, this now, is exciting. The thing is, we were talking yesterday off-air. I was, uh, I'm, part of my remit here at TalkSport is to educate our producer okay. in the sort of comedy ways or everything in sort of from 1950 onwards. Okay. So okay. He, I fill in the gaps for him. He's only 25. I like to fill in the gaps. So okay. I, I was telling have you... About, hang on. Have you brought this upon yourself or is this actually in your contract? It's in my contract. Okay. Along, we, we, we've always do this. We had uh, our previous producer, Tom, is now the executive producer. He, uh, he came with us to Brazil and he learned all about uh, are you being served, for okay. example. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Young Mr. Grey used to call yeah. him. Okay. But, you know, mm-hmm. these things happen. And um, so I was telling him about Mike and Bernie Winters. So much so, because every day when we decide what's going to go into the uh, the podcast, uh, we'll say, well, uh, Matt Dawson was very good and somebody else. And, he, and then we'll say, what about our bits? Well, we use our bits. Mm-hmm. And so then Paul might say, schnor bits, you see. Mm-hmm. So which got us on to talking about Mike and Bernie Winters. I have to try and explain to him who schnor bits was. Mm. And, uh, and then when I was at the Palladium, uh, sort of recently, in fact, last weekend for oh, Sir Michael Parkinson and uh, it was talking about Jamie Gollum and etc. So, mm-hmm. very fabulous evening at the Palladium with Sir Michael, BBC yeah. Concert Orchestra. Were you a guest? I wasn't a guest. Okay. No, I paid for my ticket. Oh, did you? Yes, oh, I did. Actually. You. <laughs> I know, but never mind. I don't mind. I was quite happy to contribute to Sir Michael's pension fund. And uh, <laughs> did you get a free pen? <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't oh. actually. And uh, so now I forgot what I was going. Oh yes, yeah, so there was a picture of uh, all the great acts that have appeared at the Palladium. Incredible, you know, all these double acts. And, and on the wall were Mike and Bernie Winters. Okay. So I thought, I'll take a photo of, of this on my phone, and I'll come in and I'll show the producer. So who were they? 
Who were they? They were basically the alternative Morecambe and Wise. Oh, okay. They were two comedians that had a sort of musical sort of variety background. They became quite big on telly. Bernie Winters was a very funny man, actually, very funny, you know, bloke. And Mike was a kind of the straight man. Okay. He. Mike and, was the whole, Mike was the Jacobs. Yes, very much so. Yeah, <laughs> Mike was the Jacobs, and uh, Bernie, Bernie did all the work. So you could have been Mike, actually. <laughs> there we come go. To think of it. But anyway, so I the, came with my bus three point turn <laughs> anecdote. So there, Mike. So basically, uh, after a while, and, and I re- was reading about this overnight. That it, what happened was that they fell out, but because their dad was still alive, they didn't split up. They waited until. Dad had passed away, and then they split up about a year later. And uh, Mike went to America, and Bernie decided that he didn't need Mike at all. Mm. He'd replace him with a St. Bernard dog, Schnorbitz, <laughs> which is how he came to think that it's not a bad idea. I shall replace Paul with Schnorbitz. Okay. So, but so, he wouldn't be, it wouldn't be great on radio, really. Well, I don't know. Give it a try. <laughs> Friday's a good one. Friday, everyone's relaxed on a Friday. That's when Paul's back, isn't and it? Schnorbitz write the links for clips of the week. Schnorbitz could do the clips of the week. <laughs> Schnorbitz would do a better job of Don't Ask Me than I did yesterday, if we're honest. Hey, I found someone. Schnorbitz knows about David Moorcroft. <laughs> Big fan, Norbit. Um, I found somewhere you should go, Andy. Uh, this is from the envelope of vignettes. If okay, good. TripAdvisor's recently mm. awarded a five-star certificate of excellence to Captain Beanie's Baked Bean Museum of Excellence in Port Talbot. <laughs> Captain Beanie's Baked Bean Music- Museum what? of Excellence. Really? The museum, situated in a flat on a housing estate, contains a 500-piece collection of baked bean-related memorabilia. It is run by Captain Beanie... Surely Bean- should have 57. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's God. run by Captain Beanie himself, who changed his name by deed poll in 1991, shortly after he started obsessively collecting baked bean tins. In 2015, he had 60 baked bean tins tattooed on his bald head, raising <laughs> raising £3,600 for charity. Now, you have well, some, can't argue with that. some hair remaining, but, you know, <laughs> it's a good way of raising money to charity. What would you like Andy to get tattooed to his head when he loses mm. all his hair? 8, 10, 89. Thanks very much. It's all right. <laughs> I probably won't. Do you, have any, do you have anything? Well, to, I do to really. Yeah. That? I was. I'm doing the royal. I was not doing the royal wedding stuff now, am I? Okay. I tell you what we can do. Oh yeah. It's a very very happy birthday. Oh yes. To uh, Tommy Doherty, the great Tommy Doherty. I love the doc. A yeah. brilliant character of football. A brilliant manager, and uh, he was at Chelsea in the sort of mid '60s. He had this wonderful young team, and then he went to United, managed there, and then he became, you know, sort of pundit and all this stuff. Anyway, he's 90 years old today. The happy birthday, Tommy. the doc. So, happy birthday to you, and brilliant news. And uh, one of the things that Paul and I liked about the doc, uh, especially, was his fame. He was asked about Scotland in, I think it was in 1998, how he felt they might do in the World Cup. And Tommy's sort of dismissive, quite quick, quippish sort of comment was, be home before the postcards. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was actually not a bad idea altogether. You know, it's good. And in fact, in, 19, for this. in 1999, Paul and I were working in TV development and we came up with, <laughs> we both like this particular expression, we came up with an idea for a TV show called Home Before the Postcards, where basically you'd be sent to somewhere like Bulgaria and you'd send a postcard back and you'd have to somehow get home before the postcard arrived. And you, the, the, the denouement of the show was the postman walking up your street with the postcard and you rushing to get there ahead of him. Can, so, I, can I pick a flaw in this? <laughs> yeah, I think you get it. Okay, well, so if, you, if you're in Sofia, yeah. for example, mm. and then you post a letter, 
sure, yeah. And then you postcard, get, obviously. And then postcard, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's, and then you, it's not called Home Before the Letters. <laughs> no, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. But if you, you get to... <laughs> Don't the, ruin the programme before we've even started. What I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm in Sophia, all yeah, right? Yeah. I send my postcard, and then <laughs> I... I wouldn't say that. Can you give another place? Get, get <laughs> to on. the... I get to, <laughs> thank you. Come on. Yes. We're better than that. I know. Uh, then we, I get to the airport and I take a cheap flight home. Yeah, I will get home before the postcards. Is this a problem with the show? <laughs> no, I think I think with the way we devised it, you couldn't just get a plane. You had to sort of go across. Oh, get land. on one of those up, up and downy <laughs> things with Laurel and Hardy <laughs> on a railway. Oh, okay. Anyway, we then devised a, uh, a a sort of thing that we could do with uh, the dock for all major tournaments. Right. Okay. And we probably a bit advanced. We'll probably do this again in the World Cup. But I've I've managed to get the doc uh, to agree to do this. Okay. So and he's, what we he's do here now? Yeah, he is here now. Oh, Good, afternoon. Good afternoon. We'll say to him basically, we'll give him a, a name of a team that yeah. in the World Cup, yeah. and we'll see how they do. So okay. let's start. You think of a team that are in the World Cup. Panama. Panama. Let's see how 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 are Panama going to do, Doc. Home before the postcards. Oh, there you go. What about um, what about Croatia? Home before the postcards. Egypt. Get on with it. Egypt. He's Home thinking, before the postcards. He, he was thinking about it. He has to give it okay, a okay, thought. Okay. He can't, he can't okay. just, you know, can't just spring it at him. Because Egypt have got a chance. Because Salah's, you know, oh, he I might do well. You, know, you didn't yeah, want yeah, to dismiss yeah, no, it yeah, yeah. out of hand. Okay. Uh, what about um, Australia? Home before the postcards. Right. So we get the idea there. Okay. Let's come up with some of the favourites. What about um, what about Brazil? Home after the postcards. Ah, there you go. Will he so stay? He'll Brazil be there on the line win. for the rest until the World Cup's finished. Now. <clears throat> he probably will be. Danny yeah. and Hart says, "Hi, Max. What about a tattoo of Victor Meldrew on Andy's head?" <laughs> I would like that. Ian says, "The big game of the night is Doncaster Blackburn. A win for Blackburn ensures promotion to the Championship. Four thousand fans. Ah, brilliant. En route. Excellent. Um, enjoy the game." Joe says, "Andy should get rabbits tattooed on his head as." From a distance, they'll look like hairs. Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and then David says, Snurbitz prefers Andy's Gordon. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Granddaughter's. Snurbits. Snurbits. Who's Snurbits? 
<laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to uh, Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Max rushing in for Paul. Andy's not here because, uh, well, you know, just before kickoff of the big game tonight, he went for his stroll. No, uh, I was networking with Jason uh, Cundy. We were oh, having right, a how bit it of going? a Chelsea chat. It was going oh, quite yeah. well, yeah. So you, have you got some work, you get some work out of it? Or not? No, not really. Oh, okay. We've got sort of long-term slow Well, you burn. know, two fans of the same club get together, you know, they always have a sort of... You hear it in, in the whole of the office, really. You hear the Spurs fans talking or the Arsenal fans. Mm. The hubbub. You and Saga's discussing Cambridge. Absolutely. Uh, Joe's been in touch to say, barefoot on the beach... Remind me never to drive Sandy Jacobs to the seaside. Hashtag not in my footwell. <laughs> David says, Max, are you more interested mm. in the royal baby than you were Andy's granddaughter? It's a bit similar, David. I'll no, be honest. Less, I'd say. Uh, now, IPL uh, is carrying on. Oh, yeah. Talk Sport 2, if you don't want to listen to this gold. Uh, Mumbai Indians <laughs> versus Sunrisers Hyderabad. Uh, the toss, Steve Harmison is a part of our commentary team. How are you doing, Harmy? Not bad, Max. I'd listen to you every day of the week. Ah, Max. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the cricket myself. <laughs> You're in a very, a very small section of society there, Harmy. Um, uh, who's won the toss and, and how do you see this game going? Uh, well, Mumbai have won the toss and obviously not surprising. They've decided to bowl first. Um, because it's uh, yeah, it's a very very difficult place to you know to defend uh, uh, second inning. So you, you, I see it going in a way that Mumbai are stuttering a little bit, but they've been beaten. I think they've lost three or four times in the last over. Oh, they've been very unlucky. So this they've season. been yeah, you're right. They've been unlucky. So yeah, they'll, they'll be thinking that looks got to change. But Shikhar went back for the Sunrisers, Kane Williamson in fine form. So yeah, they're going, they're flying. They're going saw, quite well. I saw, um, oh God, because his name's gone right David, on my head. There's, no, the Sri Lankan shot. The Sri Lankan fast bowler, what's his name? Brilliant, round arm slinger. Melinga. Melinga, that's it. Yeah. That's I saw him on the sidelines the other day, but he's not been playing, has he? Which Is, is he sort of. No, he's to- a mentor. Ah, he's right. a mentor. Him okay. and um, you've got, at Mumbai, you've got Jaiwood, uh, Mahamala Jaiwadina, and you've got um, Melinga as mentors. Hmm. I could do with a mentor. That'd be a great role for you. Great role <laughs> I think for you. No, no, fantastic as, as role. A mentor. I'd be a useless mentor. <laughs> you, you and your sandals <laughs> on the uh, in India, you're a great mentor. Cheers, Army. Stop holding full tosses. <laughs> you really know how to boost someone's confidence. <laughs> no, really, yeah. I talked more too for Steve Harmison. It was a great moment when mm. uh, Harmy and I did. Uh, I think we did the uh, India-Pakistan game at Edgebuston. Uh, not the final, it was the, yeah. the, the group game. Right? Yes, India I think I may have been Pakistan. there myself. Yeah. Yeah, you might have been. And uh, we, we took the lift downstairs <laughs> together. Uh, with Mickey Arthur there, I think it was the Pakistan manager he was at the time, he went, Arthur? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he just went, that wasn't what I wanted. And he just thought, <laughs> that'll never happen he in said, football, I hope the you? royal baby's named after my last <laughs> name, he said. <laughs> anyway, we, we opened the wrong door <laughs> to leave. What sort of accent that was? <laughs> That's close enough. You sounded like you're in Summer Bay, but good enough. Anyway, we opened the door to leave Edgebaston, and we opened the wrong door, and all the Indian fans were there waiting for the bus. I mean, there's thousands of them. Yeah. And then they picked, obviously, they worked. They saw Harmy, and they recognised him straight away, mm. so dived in for photos. And I think, either out of sympathy, or they just presumed I must be some sort of doubly medium pacey played for England about 20 years ago. No, Wandered around saying, I'm Sunday mu- warm-ups, very popular <laughs> in Mumbai. Right, is it? It is. We're huge in utter Pradesh, aren't we? Yeah. Barry Glendening is loved. Complete in, and utter Pradesh, people say about it. In Kerala, they go wild for Barry Glendening. Anyway, 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 anyway. Andy, it is time. Oh, yes, it's uh, time. For the, uh, for the 
Saxon says that the player you're thinking for is Dave Malinga. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm on form today, I'm like, really. Anyway, I, come on. I, I think I'm losing you because I was with a chap, a friend of mine called Mark on Saturday morning. Okay, yeah. And I called him Mike throughout the entire half an hour we were together. Oh, I had to send him a text in the evening saying, did I keep calling you Mike? <laughs> Which is not, well, it's not ideal, is how, it, really? How well do you know Mark? I know him very well. Oh, really? I don't know what happened. He said he, said he, he hadn't noticed and he didn't That's mind. very polite of him. I know, he's a lovely fella. Mm. And uh, anyway, here we go. Okay, the royal baby. Royal baby. Well, it, there's a myriad of coverage, as you can imagine, 11 pages in the sun. You know, people love it, don't they? But uh, this is some of the things that caught my eye. Uh, this is uh, from Mystic Meg. Ah. The new royal baby will be a moneymaker, predicts Mystic Meg. Oh, stop really. it. Baby born to very rich family will be rich, yeah. says Clairvoyant. <laughs> It's marvellous. I don't know, I reckon, to be honest, I reckon might end up living in a squat doing art in Margate <laughs> and have absolutely nothing. And then uh, behavioural psychologist Joe Hemmings. Oh, hello, Joe. He's related to Eddie, mm. bringing it back to sport. <laughs> explained last night how baby number three will impact the family. Uh, how so? A third child changes the focus of attention on the first two, with the old one often having a more formal upbringing and the young one being indulged as a baby. Um, she's saying, hang on, she's saying that... That if you have a third child, you have to mm. spend time, some time, concentrating on the third child. Well, that's very true. <laughs> okay, yeah. It says, with nearly five years between George and the new arrival, it's unlikely they'll forge a great friendship. Oh. What a load of old rubbish that is. We're like, great we're, friends, and we are well, 63 years <laughs> Not apart. only that, my late brother and myself, we were four years apart. We were, we were great friends. I think it's absolutely rubbish. Both boys will be protective of Charlotte, who's also likely to be the peace... Maker. Is that right? What, yeah. when we go to war? And they said, <laughs> like, but then like the no, 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 here's, here's the finisher with her, this woman, uh, old Ted Hemmings. She yeah. said, with so few years between them, she and her brother may have a little sibling rivalry as they grow. Well, she well, can't be both. Well, all children have sibling rivalry. That's, what, that's why they call it sibling rivalry. Well, it can't be the peacemaker <laughs> and, you know, when, we, when this whole country is split into two as we go to war <laughs> between, uh, who are they, George and Arthur? <laughs> Where's this in, in 25 years' time? What's her name? Now, Charlotte. She's she Charlotte. Okay. But Arthur, Arthur's going to be the new one. And Arthur Edwards, the Sun Royal photographer, of course, uh, absolutely loves the royal family. He said, I'd be so thrilled if we share the moniker. Not many people call a name a moniker. Mm. No one would be more delighted than me, says Arthur, if William and Kate named their third child Arthur. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? He's even had a bet on it. But, uh, so, but how, I mean, how, we were talking yesterday about how, you know, your happiness changes, hmm. you know, when a, you know, your team wins or loses. How much happier can Arthur be if a baby he doesn't know is called Arthur? <laughs> well, but what, I mean, what percentage Because point? it's the royal family, and whatever they do, Arthur's delighted about all of it. Well, it just gets they can work, basically run it? him over in a steamroller, and they'd say, well, that's good. <laughs> oh, I mean, he would, honestly. <laughs> a steamroller? Thank you so much. What, what, episode, what episode of Catch the Pigeon <laughs> is this? <laughs> Comedian David Warren, and then they did the usual thing where they sort of asked famous people. Comedian, uh, well, they don't really ask them, they just go on Twitter and see what they said. Mm. Uh, comedian David Williams quipped on Twitter, uh, Prince Harry just got demoted again, well, I suppose he did. Uh, Frank Bruno, Mia Farrow, various other people said congratulations. Frank Bruno and Mia Farrow tweet together? <laughs> well, probably they, they normally do, they share an account. <laughs> <laughs> Frank and Mia. <laughs> What a thought. <laughs> anyway, model Gigi Hadid. Ah, Gigi. Yes. Who was 23, brilliantly made it, managed to make it all about herself by sharing a photograph of herself as a child with mum Yolanda. 
Honestly, just tweet her and say, it's not about you, love, for goodness sake. A self-appointed town crier, another person who made it about themselves, was among the uh, methods of how the royal birth was spread. Tony Appleton, 81 from Essex, rang his bell. You think, what's it got to do with you? Why have you appointed yourself? I thought somebody had got him in. It's Hang on, what did Tony what? He just left his house with a bell and rang it. <laughs> well, he put he's got the outfit. Okay, it was a whole um, outfit. It's good, you know, eighty-one. Good, get outside, do something. Apparently, the nation celebrates. I'm sure they do. Really, some people do. But this is the one I like. The body language expert Judy James. What, of, the ba- of the baby already? No, no. The okay. fa- the parents. All right. William was leaping down the steps to collect the small siblings with his arms swinging like pen- pendulums to suggest the look of a jaunty, confident dad of three. What do you think about this? I must swing my arms in a jaunty way so that I look like a confident I, dad I, of three. I, don't th- I think if you swing your arms like pendulums, I think they're people to avoid. <laughs> but generally. also you're likely to clobber the kids on the back of the head yeah, with right, yeah. your whirling hands. A bit like, what's this called? <laughs> Mr. Mike, Tickle. Mick Shannon. Um, <laughs> celebrating the goal. Mick Shannon and Mr. Tickle. They played for Southampton at different times. Uh, you remember Mr. Tickle. You when know. he emerged, it says Judy, from the doors again with Kate and the mm-hmm. new baby, yeah. his gestures hinted that he might have been a little more subdued. I don't know how she gets all this stuff. The Duke and Duchess touch seemed more openly loving and intimate than usual. William gently rubbed Kate's back as they stood together on the steps. She has just had a baby. What do you want to do? Push her down the stairs? For goodness <laughs> sake. I mean, for the wind and the rain. Somebody was paid to write this, and somebody's read it and actually listened, read what it said. It's just beyond belief. Yeah. And when he walked, when they walked to the car, he carried the baby in its carrier in his left hand. Oh, so he mean, could. Oh, well, not on his head. I thought he'd just drag him along the floor. <laughs> so he could hold Kate's hand with entwined fingers, suggesting a very deep level of affection and empathy. Honestly, how can you read that from somebody holding somebody's hand? It's fantastic. But she suggests William's pose on the stairs when they first emerged was the most telling. I'm coming to the end now. Uh, no, no, I'm He stood it. slightly away from his wife with his hands clasped across his lower toes torso mm-hmm. in the fig leaf pose. I don't oh, even know it? what that is. This is a strongly self-protective... Oh, I suppose I do know now. The it's fig leaf is when you're, self- when you're standing in a wall and yeah, Roberto right. Carlos is just about to come up. <laughs> Perhaps that's then what was going to happen. Go full Roberto fig leaf. Carlos was standing with Terry Hutt, <laughs> royal <laughs> supporter. And it was across <laughs> the road was about to ping one at him. <laughs> yeah, it was the Jubilani ball as well. So you, they can really fly. So <laughs> William went full fig leaf as he should do. This is a strongly protective, self-protective barrier uh, gesture that signals three bases Babies are enough for the royal couple. Oh, really? <laughs> just because you, that's it, you're not getting a hold of those again. <laughs> really? Honestly, it's marvellous, isn't it? I do love it, though. They, the papers, our papers, do it very well. So if you like all that stuff, there were 11 pages for you in the Sunday Late. I'm sure you really enjoyed it. If you it. liked it, you're completely barking mad. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll carry on with the actual show. Uh, um, this is the world's biggest sports radio station, Hawksby and Jacobs. I did mention some sport there. I brought no, we did. We got Bruno in. Didn't we? we got Roberto <laughs> Carlos in at the end. <laughs> we did. In the debrief. I think it was very good, yeah. Not yeah, too wonderful bad. Stuff. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to uh, Talk Sport. Max Russell for Paul Hawksby. Uh, Andy Jacobs alongside me. Uh, Simon Day, the excellent comedian, is listening. Says Frank Bruno and Mia Farrow would make great hosts for the Brits. 
Um, mm. And Davey says, uh, Frank Bruno and Mia Farrow aren't the only ones. It's a thing now. <laughs> Xboxes and actresses. <laughs> Six D's using joint accounts. I'm also following Mike Tyson and Neris Hughes. <laughs> Great example, <laughs> says Davey. Very good. Um, uh, right. Very pleased to say uh, the creator of Striker. Uh, the comic, Pete Nash, is in the studio. Uh, tell us about a campaign to launch it into a weekly comic. You love this, Andy. This well, I do. I have sort of guilty pleasures in my life. Neighbours is one of them. And Striker is another. And I talk about it a lot on the show. I love the, the strip. I think it's a brilliant thing. It's in the sun every day. And if you like Dream Team or you like sort of dramas about football, you, you can't not like Striker. And I didn't realise, Pete, uh, welcome incidentally, that it's been going since 1985. It has, uh, and good to see you again, Andy. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, 33 years ago it started. It was just um, a black and white strip then, three panels. And in that time, it's gone from um, from those three panels into becoming uh, what well, occupies now a quarter of a page in the sun, and it's produced with uh, 3D animation to give it a more realistic and dramatic effect. Yeah, it, it does look really, really good. I mean, it, it, you sort of reached a sort of, well, I don't know how to say a crossroads, but you're, you're looking to sort of take it on a bit further, aren't you? Well, I think what's, what's happened is um, in, in the years when uh, The Sun was selling three, four million copies a day, um, we would get paid by The Sun and there would be enough money for me to pay the artists and everyone was happy. The, the, the fact is now that the, the Sun, like all the newspapers, have had to make cutbacks and that's impacted on Striker. So um, the money we get from The Sun now doesn't really cover, well, it doesn't even cover the production costs. So, um, you know, well, people might say, well, why are you doing it? Hey, I'm interviewing myself here. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Carry on. So, the, so I'm the, watching uh, the IPO actually. While <laughs> so the uh, so the thing is, that we 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 accept that the reality is that uh, the sun doesn't pay the money that it did, but um, we, we need to keep it, and we want to keep it going in the sun for as long as the, the sun are happy for it to be there, because we've got the the means and the opportunity to go out to reach out to the fans and say, look, we can make this bigger and better. We can launch a weekly comic. And on top of that, we can even make the football now as 3D motion capture animation, which is taking Striker into an unbelievably uh, interesting new era. But we can only do that with your support. And that's why we're doing this crowdfunding campaign via our website, planetstriker.com. So um, if, if people can do that and take five minutes of their time and go and make a pledge to buy one of a selection of, of great rewards that start from just £3, that will help us to reach our target. And we can bring out the weekly comic... And as I say, the animation is really unbelievable. I don't think people quite realise just how fantastic that will be if we can make this come to fruition. It's brilliant. And um, it's developed over the years, hasn't it? I mean, as you say, not just physically the way it looks, but also the team itself and the, and the plot lines you've come up with. I mean, some of the players, I don't know, the goalie seems Rufus LeBonk. He seems to have been in goal for about the last 15 years. Is he, is he sort of, is it time for some of the players to move on, you know, scrapper and people like that? Or It absolutely is, Andy. And when, that's one of the reasons that we need to make this work because the, the, the downside of not having the money to, uh, to, to, to cover the production costs that we'd like to do means that we can't really introduce these new characters that, that are long overdue because it takes money and time to create these characters in the 3D environment. Mm. It's not a question of just sketching them out on paper anymore. So to do that, we, we do need the, um, the money to come from the fans, and that's why we're asking them to do this via the pledge on planetstriker.com. And if, if we can just get that minimum target of £35,000, that will, and, and if we exceed it, fantastic, but that will allow us then to create this, a whole array of, of new characters 
because Striker now isn't just going to be about Warbury Warriors. What we want to do is to involve lots of other teams and other characters mm. to make it almost like a Striker universe that, that people can not only follow and enjoy, but interact with. Now, Andy was very disappointed when Striker sort of branched out, the team branched out from the normal and went into the World League, didn't well, they? Well, I used to like it in the Premier Contro- League. Controversial moment. You know, each yeah. week you'd play sort of another Premier League team. I always hoped that uh, Chelsea would win. It was usually a draw. I think you had it sort of... <laughs> in fact, Warbury <laughs> do draw dramatic. a lot of games. And then, I suppose, look, you've always got to keep developing. But when it went to the World League, I just thought, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure about this. The practic- Last week, for example, Warbury were playing Darwin. I mean, that's sort of quite a long way for the fans to go. <laughs> And, of course, the jet lag situation. Well, they, they've just bought that flight now where you can fly from Perth to London direct in 17 hours and no one suffered jet lag, so that, that's uh, realistic. But I think the, one of the reasons that, that we did that is that I've always felt that for striker to endure, it's every now and then it has to change direction to keep it fresh because mm-hmm. if we didn't do anything, then it, it just wouldn't have lasted as long as it has done. And for me, I thought, well, what do we do? Do we carry on doing Warbury playing in these fictitious real leagues where they play uh, pretend real teams that you can see the real faces? Um, hmm. But, but the players know, like that. The play, well, the players like that, but people, hmm. people know they're not really playing those real teams. And I think you end up with a scenario where, well, what's going to happen? Are Warbury going to get relegated? Are they going to get promoted? And the other problem is that you can't, you can't actually libel the real players. So although they're playing these real teams, you yeah. can't have any fun with them. But mm. if you've got fictitious players in, as the opposition, and mm. then you can do all sorts of things with them. You could have some, you know, like the, um, a player could get arrested for murder um, or he could break his leg and it could have a, oh, an impact have on what happens to the league. Yeah. So you can have a lot more fun with fictitious characters than you can with the, with the real characters. And I just felt it was time to move Striker on. Do you, do you enjoy... Writing the off the pitch stuff more than the on the pitch stuff, you know. I think I do. I like doing the storylines. I like doing them in in a way that hopefully will keep people guessing. I mean, the trouble is when you've got a twenty four hour break between each one, people usually can think, "Oh, I know what's going to happen here." But I, I try don't. to. Uh, <laughs> I sometimes even I'm not sure where it's going to go. But you, you usually um, the, the uh, with the storyline, people can can follow it in and, and enjoy it. But I, I think most people do enjoy the actual off-the-pitch action rather than the, um, oh, yeah. the football. Nick Jarvis's marriage to Lee Ming has been... Uh, his whole love life has been incredible. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, but that's all big part of it. If you like soap opera, you know, it's fantasy, it's escapism, it's not real. And isn't it about time? Isn't it about time people think, he yeah, surely this bloke's going to get a lucky break? Because he, he hasn't until now. No. But I think with the... With the um, you were asking me, Max, about the, um, the, the storylines. People follow the off-the-pitch off storylines and they enjoy that. And they haven't so much really been bothered about the football. But mm. that's what this animation will really change. Because when they watch it, and we'll show it in the form... So the, the games will be shown live over a three or four minute period so we won't show the whole 90 minute match but we'll show the, the, the <laughs> highlights shame you couldn't do last night's game against Everton and Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Richard Huddersfield fan says listening to the, with interest about Striker do Warby have a shirt sponsor we might be interested in talking to the guys call me and then he's I won't read his number out Offer of- Abs- absolutely. Look, I mean, this is why it's so great to be on the show because some you know, we, we do need to reach out to our our fans and the, and potential investors. Anybody who's looking for a sponsorship opportunity, we can do that uh, by having their name on the shirts in the comic and in the sun. So um, there are great opportunities, and I'd love to talk to anybody who's interested. 
Um, give us the it's website uh, the, for the Kickstarter crowdfunding thing again. It's, if they go to planetstriker.com and they'll see on the homepage uh, a link to the Kickstarter page. And it's very easy to do. It takes about five minutes. They can choose to do um, one of many rewards that start from £3. And it will really help us to take Striker into a new era. Uh, and and we Wal- should next game is... Warby's next game. Well, it's actually the last game of the season. Mm. Um, they're playing, I think it's uh, Hong Kong Heat, but it's uh, all academic now oh, yes. because they haven't won the uh, inaugural World League. It's a tough place uh, to go. Hong I think Kong they're going to be withdrawn. I love it. One of the great comic characters for me in Britain is the chairman, Eric. I mean, what a great... Eric, what's his last name? Eric Openshaw. Eric Openshaw, that's right, Openshaw. And uh, Muddy Mildred. And he's a great <laughs> character, and he's still, still involved in the club. And he, he has this relationship with his wife who loves Nick Jarvis. It's all marvellous. You've got to get into it, Max. It's I, know, I will. I will. We'll convert I, you. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Hey, Pete, thanks so much Keep for coming in. Keep up the in. good work. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, thanks Pete a lot. Nash there. Uh, you are listening to uh, Hawksby and Jacobs. Uh, Gab says, Strike is great fun. Does, does Andy think it's as good as the classic Ray of the Rovers? Going back to Roy your, of the Rovers. Not well, obviously. Who's Ray of the Rovers? Well, oh, I see. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke from 105 <laughs> this afternoon. That's if you've listened too much to the whole a, show. Too much of a stitch back <laughs> from me. <laughs> you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.